What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the hottest podcast since planet Earth was discovered many moons ago, you know, by the aliens and everything like that. But anyways, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and joining me today is the video game encyclopedia himself, the one who's been conquering the stars, the one who's been mowing down game after game after game and rolling credits on every single one of them. He is the Immaculate, the Crucible, the destroyer himself alejandro segovia alejandro how you doing today the giant slayer the ah. giant slayer i like that <laughs> yeah yeah that's my that, that's my uh my psn id so okay <laughs> I, I like that I, one. i'm gonna use that for now on. yeah how you doing sebastian it's I'm been doing well not quite a while like mm-hmm. you recently like a guest it over in my show and uh also appeared in an episode that unfortunately got lost last week, which was like super painful, but glad to be back here since uh, I think the last time I was here was when we talked about the PlayStation Showcase. If yeah, I remember correctly, yeah. If I remember correctly, back in May? Yeah, so, it's been a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's been a little while in your turf, so, but you've been showing up in my, in my so it was, it was due time. I, I already told you, like, I'm kind of hangering to, to go back to your side so we can like have fun discussions and today's should be a fun one. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And speaking of a fun discussion, um, before we get started, we like to do a little thing. It's a little different than the last time you were on the show. It's called Hot Takes. So mm-hmm. Alejandro, this is where I give out, this is where I allow my guests to, to share some grievances and to talk about some video game hot takes that, mm-hmm. that might, you know, might just surprise a couple of people and, you know, a couple of listeners. Do you have any video game hot takes on the top? Um, yeah, uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the greatest 7 out of 10 game that everyone pretends is a 10 out of 10. So, that is a hot take yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I say that as someone that gave Tears of the Kingdom this year a 10 out of 10. And playing Tears of the Kingdom made my feelings towards that old game feel even stronger. That it was just a proof of concept compared to the one that this year. So everyone that still pretends that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the greatest game of all time, go take a hike. Like, oh, I like it. <laughs> like, I screw like you. It. <laughs> so, I like it. Yeah, I like that, that's, it. Like, that, that's like kind of my hottest because it's like it's the one I feel the most passionate about. So. I'm with that fire. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So my, um, my next question is uh, a little weird one that we've been doing lately. And this is what I like to call a running question. This is the question I asked my guest that go in that goes into the beginning of our show now, where mm-hmm. where it leads into our intro. So, this question, our running question for this episode, is going to be: If you can, if you got just a whole lot of, I guess you could say, you became the president of video gaming. Mm-hmm. What video game franchises you bring it back from the dead? Ooh, oh my God! Which one would I bring back? Uh, so. I would love more original, like non-Marvel superhero stuff. So I would bring back mm. Infamous from okay. Sucker Punch. Like mm. I feel that was like me. I replayed those games earlier this year, and I was like, man, it's like it's kind of like yes, I get it. Marvel IP at this point, obviously. Yeah. There's consternation right now with Marvel, like Bar Burnout and all that. But obviously, why it pivoted was because the MCU was so big. But yeah, there was a time where before that was even considered big. Some developers used to try to do their own stuff, and mm-hmm. Infamous was one of those. That I was like, man, this, this was so fun. The idea of like Static Shock, the video game, but kind of like grittier and darker, but like with a really nice, cool style and story on, yeah. on, on top of that was like, a, it's kind of sad that that just kind of went away like so quickly because uh, Sucker Punch moved on. And, and right I, now, especially because Sony feels like they want to reuse more franchises, I'm like, you have that. 
bring that yeah. back and also bring back resistance that would be another one mm -hmm. uh right now there's been there's consternation on the sony side that the only game that they do is the over-the-shoulder third-person action adventure story based game and they're excellent they do you like they do that game really well everyone's like yeah you do that really, really great do some variety you used to do shooters story-based shooters which are like so rare these days they really and, are and that was like one of uh, that. That's a hidden gem from Insomniac, which mm -hmm. I definitely want to talk about later this episode. And uh, it just came at the wrong time at a at a time where uh, sentiment over Sony's console wasn't the strongest. But I do, do believe that would be another one that would be great to bring back up. So those are like my two big ones. I can't think of another one right now. Like, like I would like you, you to bring back because I feel a lot of them have come back in a way. So yeah, man, bring back Infamous, bring back Resistance. We demanded of you anyways like let's get to our topic of the show which is all right our whole premise of this episode was a writing question a question oh, yeah. yeah i love those oh, by the way i love i love doing those so I, I like adding those to the mix so if you're listening everyone if you have some questions for me you can write in at the you can write it at the pronoreport.com contact page or you can write in at our single player experience discord server whichever one tickles your fancy that's the best way to reach in and be a part of the show so daddy drake no relation to nathan drake i'm presuming wrote in and said hi sebastian here are six studios that i consider to be the kings of the last two generations he emphasized 2006 to 2020 which studios do you think should be considered the king uh, kings of game development in today's era? The Xbox Series S and S, the PS5, the Switch, and the PC. Thanks and happy gaming. Before we begin, um, Alejandro, I do want to, because this isn't in our runtime document, he was so gracious enough to list out what he thinks are his six games of the 26, uh, 2006 to 2020, which yeah. I'm going to list out below. It is Bethesda, Naughty Dog, Bioware, Nintendo, Rockstar, and Rocksteady. Huh. That is the six that he lists out, you know. Mm -hmm. That, uh, reading those, mm -hmm. they do make sense, like, from that era. Yeah. Like, especially with the list that, before we started recording, I compiled a list of what were considered like the biggest games uh, that would pertain for this question in the, in that generation. So just to kind of like give an idea for like uh, games that were like in running for game of the year conversations and all that. And the PS3 mm -hmm. 360 generation, for example, we got Gears of War from Epic, Super Mario Galaxy from Nintendo, Bioshock from Irrational Games, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare from Infinity War, The, the Orange Box from Valve, Grand Theft Auto 4 from Rockstar North, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 from Kojima Productions, Fallout 3 from Bethesda Game Studios, mm -hmm. uh, Uncharted 2 from Naughty Dog, Batman Arkham Asylum from Rocksteady, uh, Assassin's Creed 2 from Ubisoft Montreal, uh, God of War 3 from Sony Santa Monica, Red Dead Redemption from Rockstar San Diego, Mass Effect 2 from Bioware, yeah. uh, Skyrim from Bethesda, Portal, uh, Portal 2 from Valve, uh, Journey from Bad Game Company, uh, the Walking Dead the game from Telltale, Grand Theft Auto V from Rockstar, Bioshock Infinite also from Irrational Games, and The Last of Us from Naughty Dog. If we were to just cut, cut it there from like the, for, for just a PS3 and 360 generation, yeah, I have a feeling that here Mr. Daddy Drake based their, based their opinion strongly in the in from this, in this generation, generation? yeah, yeah in, in particular because obviously from Rockstar it was like that was I mean getting GTA 
for Red Dead Redemption 1 and GTA 5 there, like, and all three of them very celebrated. Makes sense. Uh, then uh, Naughty Dog, that was the generation where they exploded. Like, they finally, like, got their flowers after being, like, one of Sony's most consistent studios with Uncharted 2 and then The Last of Us. So, uh, and then Bioware also, that was the Mass Effect year. That was the Mass Effect era. Yes, Dragon Age was there, but what made them big names? Mass Effect, especially around Mass Effect 2. And then Rocksteady was like came to the scene, and they provided us the first truly great uh, licensed video game. game. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and it's, especially with that first one. Like I like that trilogy, but I feel like that trilogy kept declining in quality as it went along. Oh. But uh, because I, I I don't I don't I don't like uh, Arkham Knight as much as like the original two. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a debate, which one do you like better, Asylum or City? Like, City is a more grander scope. Like, one yeah. feels more special because it's contained, so you can, like, decide which one it was. But yeah, both of those sure. games were both of those games were on Game of the Year uh, list, so it, it's like, it makes sense where it was there. Nintendo, uh, it, that's the one that I feel sneaks in in the PS4 and Xbox One, like, side of the conversation because of my hot take game. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and also that, but also... Uh, to me, it's Super Mario Galaxy uh, in, from the Wii is like in my top ten favorite games ever. So, I Odyssey's kinda, pretty like, good too, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I think Galaxy is even better. Mm-hmm. Like, like to me, like Odyssey is like great. Uh, like, I still want a, a top platformer, but I feel Galaxy is a little bit more special to me. But it's like yeah. that's still like it's comparing two ten out of ten uh, platformers, basically. So, mm-hmm. which one do you like more, the Grand Galaxy expanding uh, le- uh, level segment uh, epic or the more Odyssey like? bigger hubs like with weirdness happening there's like it's it's like both games are special in that way so i understand where he comes from mm-hmm. looking at this list uh, it's interesting looking at it and then comp- and then he asked us which studios do you think would be considered the kings of game development in today's era before so, we get to that though i want to i want to ask though like so do you have any critiques for for daddy's drake's list like um based on from 2006 to two, um, 2020 if you had to do six games from that era yeah we, like do you, which ones are staying which ones are coming off which what do you think funny enough uh and i'm surprised that they he included both bethesda and bioware Mm-hmm. Like for in, in this one because he asked for two generations. Yeah. If this was just like I said, if this was just for the PS3 and 360 generation, that list I have no qualms. I feel Rocksteady. I think maybe someone else could like switch around that one, but I understand why he put it. I would have to think real hard who would be the one instead, like for Rocks uh, for Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. But 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 the other ones those do feel perfect for that 360 PS3 generation. It's when we move over to the PS4 and Xbox One generation where. I see three of those, they're out. To me, like, oh, that's... which ones? Oh, Bethesda, Bioware, and Rocksteady. <laughs> so, oh. because think about it this way like, Bethesda, that was like the generation where Fallout 76 happened, and Fallout sure. 4 was like, and, and Fallout 4 was seen as like a step down. It, it was not considered one of like the top games of that generation. And then their 76, which they didn't even make, but they fell on the sword for it. Mm-hmm. Completely like goes kaput. Bioware, yes, Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year in 2014. That's been that like, game. yeah, yeah I, I know you do. I, I like it fine. Like, I mm-hmm. played it much later, though. That's the one Game of the Year winner that everyone was like, how did that win? Everyone's yeah. been like, but, but everyone's like, it won because of the year that it came out. But then their next two games, Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem, what mm-hmm. did they do to, to Bioware's reputation? Gone. Yeah. Rocksteady, Arkham Knight, great game. That's what I say. It's my least favorite of the three. 
is the best looking. It has probably a really cool story storytelling techniques and all that. But the back tank, the the, the bad tank really like tanked, pun intended. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 opinion of that game, and that was the only game they released that generation, other than Arkham BR. Since then, they've been stuck in Suicide Squad hell forever. Yeah, sure. A game that was supposed to come out this year and then got delayed after the super poor response to that state of play. So it's like those three, I'm like, when you include the PS4 and Xbox One generation, I feel they don't end. Uh, Rock, Naughty Dog, it's interesting because they had, like, the quality output has remained fairly consistent. Uh, obviously, their exploding moment definitely was a PS3 generation. The PS4 generation, they had to weather, uh, obviously, you probably know the behind the scenes trials that Naughty Dog face, like, going from Last of Us to Uncharted 4, where they lost. Uh, Amy Hennig, they had to rework yeah. the game. Like not uh, uh, both Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley had to like uh, had to like take over that game and had to cobble it together based on like some of the things that had already been made, and then they rewrote the story and all of that. The fact that that game still came out really strong was a testament to their talent, and the fact that they were able to follow it up with a DLC that people argue is even better than Uncharted 4: Lost Legacy. Okay, so remind then, me again, which ones, which three are coming off if we include Bioware? Uh, so Bioware's out, uh, Bethesda's okay. out, and Rocksteady. Okay, Bioware's out, Bethesda's mm-hmm. out, and Rocksteady. So yeah. which ones would you swap in for those three? That that that's where we we'll have to. Yeah, I have to like, like, look at that. that that's where I will have to like look at the list of what of, of what is there. So then, it, like when we. Because so, right like, now we're just I, I, focusing I, yeah. on the old generation right now. Exactly, and, yeah. and because the because the list makes sense in that old generation. And then when I think of the newer generation, I'm like, um, for example, I feel even though it was only one game, okay. uh, like God of Wars, like this stature, like how how uh, Santa Monica climbed up as like an as as an RPG. Uh, I mean, not, not an RPG, just like as a studio and like a studio of no, because if you look, it's like. God of War 3 was in the game of the year running back in 2010. It didn't yeah. win. That was that, that, that was a race between Mass Effect 2 and uh, and Red Dead Redemption. Uh, but it was like, that was a studio like God of War was uh, Sony Santa Monica's redemption moment. They, mm-hmm. after God of War Ascension was a flop for them, like the, their first flop in their franchise, then their new IP got canceled. It was like, they were in the ropes. They were like, you got one more shot. If this doesn't hit, you're out. And the game not only hit critically, it hit commercially, mm-hmm. and it elevated the stature of that studio to like one that earns a lot of respect to the point where in 2022, when everyone was like, the game of the year uh, conversation has already been decided. It's Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Like, God of War was the only one that put out a fight. Yeah, for sure. And wa- and, and, and beat Elden Ring like many different ancillary things that Elden Ring obviously did, wasn't the focus of that game, but also privilege. Like, this was like, everyone was like, if anyone's gonna fight, it's gonna be them. Yeah, that's like what that game. That's what. Uh, that's why I feel like Sony Santa Market has earned that just with that game, and also Ragnarok. Even though like my opinion of Ragnarok has soured a little bit since it came out, I still think it's a really great game. I just prefer 2018 better, okay. like from personal, just what it meant for me personally and what it did for that studio. I feel like it's just that's a more important game. Whereas Ragnarok was like just yeah, it's and another one, another same great game as it was in 2018. So. So Santa Monica would be that one. And then um, if I would have to add another one, this one gets tricky. Okay. Um, City Project Red oh. rose to prominence this generation. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, what happened at the end of 2020? Oh, Cyberpunk, though. Yeah. Exactly. And if we're like limiting 
like just the period time period if you had capped it at 2019 oh. i put cd project red the problem was that you can't ignore cyberpunk even though right oh. now we're right now recording in the day that phantom liberty officially released yeah five five days ago 2.0 has uh, has released cyberpunk has fixed itself now it's a really excellent game one of the but best like, of this generation I would argue. yes yeah but the thing is that it, it it's that with an asterisk yeah because it's like yes this is great but never forget what happened you took never too long to get that. here yeah you took too long to get here you launched your game basically in early access you lied to people about the state of your game and older gen machines like you try to like control your narrative because you wanted to get the money out of that year because you became a publicly traded company that needed the end uh, you needed the the income and it completely solved the reputation remember it, it was it, the only time a big name game got removed from a store from the playstation store yeah not even fallout 76 or anthem two equally like disaster releases got to that point so oh. it's like it's unfortunate because the witcher 3 in the ps4 xbox one generation is powering high as mm -hmm. a one of the greatest rpgs of that generation that was like the first truly like powerful ps4 xbox one uh game just that yeah. could work on those machines obviously it came two years into a generation but i feel that was the one where everyone was like this is the next leap in fact yeah it was such a leap that it completely overshadowed fallout 4 which was at that time one of the most anticipated games of that year just in the strength of skyrim and fallout 3. It was like who's the who was the king of rpgs back then bethesda oh yeah the sure. and, and the city pride red at that point in time they're like no we're here we're we're here to conquer and everyone felt that way and then they did release the dlc so it's like i would add them with an asterisk because of the power of the witcher 3 that in uh, that but that's also kind of like it gets it, it, it gets it's murky. murky yeah, yeah it, it gets murky another one that i could add and but but that one's also thinking more in the more the foresight of like what came this generation is like this was also the generation where from software like the souls like was starting mm. to gain like to, to gain strength bloodborne that, that was the first super uh, like important ps4 exclusive because people forget ps4 and in, in the ps4 xbox one generation the ps4 had a slow start in the exclusives why yeah. it was beating the xbox was because it was cheaper and the third party games looked better and kind of like that narrative took hold of like oh yes yeah, like this game is 1080p on ps4 this game is 900p on xbox one and the ps4 is hundred dollars cheaper than the xbox one like where yeah. are you gonna like play so it was like they won just on on the strength of the big massive beatdown they gave microsoft at the uh at, at the e3 2013 press conference not because of the games that they were releasing because in the first two years of the p of the ps4 was like kills on shadowfall knack yeah, uh, infamous, sec infamous second son, The Order 1886, Drive Club. It's like no one remembers those games. No, right for sure now. not. And and to me, it's like uh, it's painful because I do like Second Son from that like batch. I like, like Infamous Second Son. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's also super like he just came and went. It was like a, a very flashy look. How powerful our machine is that it can render lighting like this. But then it was like he just kind of came and went. Bloodborne was like the first one that I was like, ooh, it's like this is like this exclusive from like these people that made the dark souls which i didn't list in the uh in in, in like the why were the top games in the ps 360 yeah. generation because there's been strong revisionism in regards to dark souls like dark souls was not in game of the year runnings back in no. 2011 it, no. it wasn't it was like it was very niche dark souls 2 got into game of the year uh list in 2014 kind of like 
that one more like as a recognition that there was something in Dark Souls that a lot of people missed, but also the kind of year it was. Yeah, for sure. But then Bloodborne was like, okay, it's like they got like a game from them again exclusive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then Dark Souls 3 was like super popular. Sick Hero won game of the year in 2019. Yeah. It's like from software has been like low key. It was like low key, like climbing. That it was they were like climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. People knew they were they were they were there. It was like a, a, a slow predator. That then in 2022, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> the game uh, of the year. But like, it's it's interesting though, because like, because uh, uh, you know, you can argue Ubisoft with um Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed was like that was their rise to there mm -hmm. was their rise to prominence with the Assassin's Creed series. Then like, you could mm -hmm. say the same thing with Rocksteady with the Batman trilogy. Because I know yeah. I know you don't necessarily love the third game, but still like that's a renowned. I like it. I, I still like yeah. it. That's the thing. It's just. It's just I don't I, I don't like it enough that I feel like Rocksteady hangs in a list yeah. when looking at the entire like at the parameters of Daddy Drake's question. Yeah. But when when I really see like if Rocksteady had released even more games that were just as like that were just as polished as they as they were, I would have been like yeah they deserve it. But it's the fact that we're going nine years now since the last Rocksteady game, and there are Bioshocks on the, that list though for you. With irrational so, games, like and that's the thing, like irrational, irrational games, unfortunately, doesn't exist anymore. They yeah, closed true. after Infinite, and that's kind of like unfortunately. If, if we had to like just put a parameter in 360 PS3, I would put it in the PS3 generations. Uh, yeah, what were the greatest ones? Like Bioshock is still considered a seminal game. Yeah, Infinite is like has had revision of like people like criticism a lot of its themes and all that. But I remember mm -hmm. the power of that game like real yeah. well in 2013. So and I really like Infinite, but. That one is like the studio doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, sure. This and the upcoming game Judas that was announced uh, last year uh, at the Game Awards is from the director of Bioshock. Mm -hmm. It's it just his new studio. It's called Ghost uh, Go, Ghost Games or something like that. So it's like the, the spirit of Irrational kind of lives on, but Irrational doesn't exist. So it's like it. I can't like in good honestly they put it within the parameters of this question. So yeah, and then um, you also have the rise of Insomniac during that time frame too, because like they were doing mm -hmm. the Resistance and Ratchet yeah. and Clank games from 20, 2006 all the way to yeah, yeah basically um what was the Sunset Overdrive in twenty fourteen? Let me put it let me put it like this: just in that generation, just uh -huh. listen to this. So in two thousand six, the first Resistance came out. Yeah. 2007 Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction, 2008 Resistance 2 and Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction, uh, Ratchet and Clank Future Quest of Rudy, 2009, <laughs> uh, 2009 Ratchet and Clank A Crack in Time. Uh -huh. Two years later, in 2011, we got both Resistance 3 and Ratchet and Clank All for One. 2012, we got both. We got Ratchet and Clank uh, Full Frontal Assault. Yeah. 2013, we got Ratchet and Clank Into the Nexus and Fuse. In 2014, we got Sunset Overdrive. 26, 2016, we got Ratchet and Clank Remake, the one mm -hmm. that coincided with the movie. Then 2018 is when we got Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah. Look how many games they released. Two big. All good <laughs> except one, Fuse, in yeah. 2013. That was that was the first official, like, flop. not good game. Flop, like, both critically and commercially, because that was a game originally called Overstrike that was going to be published under EA. But then EA, that was like very corporate EA. They looked at that game. They were like, this is too cartoony. We need it to be like more realistic and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, just look at the box art fuse. It's a disaster. It's like, just like a very generic four character soldiers but without faces. Oof. And it was just a third, it was, it was a third person shooter that had none of Insomniac's trademark, like charisma, ingenuity. It was like, 
it, it was a travesty that, that that their name was like tied to that game. It's like just a change from Overstrike, a much cooler name to Fuse. Like, uh, but 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 then like uh, 2018, I feel like Marvel Spider-Man was the first time that they actually got a little bit of respect that they deserve for their hustle, even though it still feels like they don't get their full due. Ironically, for the amount of work that they put out more than any other studio that I can really think of, even heading into this generation. So I would argue, yes, you could put it there if you want to like take like a, that eventually they finally got the recognition with, yeah. with Marvel, even though it was, it still unfortunately had to live in the shadow of other games when it came out, which is really unfortunate. I feel like there's still like, Insomniac is like waiting on their big critical like breakout as like, we are the kings of the world. Yeah, they're always in the. We're part of the group. We're part of the better games in every <laughs> single year. They mm -hmm. just never win. And if they win, it's gonna be a meaningless kind of funny game of the year. Not to disrespect, kind of funny. Yeah, but shout it's out like, to them. Yeah, it's, it's shout out to them. But it's like just winning a game of the year from them. It's like it it's feels more like, like a it, it, versus... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or like a or like a big outlet, like a, a big story outlet, or or like a, or like a more thing. It's like it feels more like consolation from a group that's very PlayStation oriented. So. Yeah. So, 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 so that's like I feel like it's there but like you could argue it's like them not having the acumen of or like the big uh, the trophies to show for it they're a really they're a really consistent studio that deserves and I would put it in the list personally so are we uh, do you think we're not giving Bungie enough due during this time to include it in, in this list because they had Halo 3 what yeah. Halo, yeah, ODST. And they had Reach there also. Reach, yeah. And then in that around the time when they started um putting out Destiny. your destinies and such like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I feel Bungie deserves to be given recognition for ushering the life service era. <laughs> yeah. For better for, for better or worse, okay. if you wanna make because and they're the ones that still do it better than many. Like okay. they've seen they've been also the one like they Bungie like regardless of what people think of them currently especially in this year in 2023 where they had a pretty mediocre expansion with lightfall and so the sentiment hasn't been super strong for them but just last year like with the witch queen was like uh everyone like i came to your show and say like yeah the campaign of that thing is like top five thing of what i played this year uh, but mm -hmm. bungie is always a trendsetter who 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 basically gave us a template for the modern first person shooter yeah bungie with Halo Combat Evolved in 2001, like uh, the idea of like the two swappable weapons, rechargeable health, and and, and things are kind of like the gameplay loop of shooting melee grenade, like the 30, the famous 30 seconds of fun that many first-person shooters try to like um, emulate, imitate, at this point. Yeah. emulate. It was like uh, the big influence for Bungie. I would, if if he had asked us, the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube generation, yeah. I would put it in the list. Yeah, uh, because that's the thing, like, as them ushering the live service era, that's, like, both a positive and negative of what it has done for the industry in a way. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, it's like, I personally would with two asterisks, in a way. Ooh. But, yeah, like, with, with many asterisks, but that's the thing, like, uh, Halo 3, really great game. It was, like, one of Xboxes, the Xbox 360, like, uh, I wouldn't call it their crowning achievement, but it was, like, this, their side guys moment. Okay. Halo 3 was huge in that in, in there. ODST and Reach, they were big because they were part of the plan, but it was not Halo. It, it was not Halo no. 3. No. And then like and, and then you have to like consider uh with Bungie, like with from 2014 onwards, it's like it's just been destiny for them. 
And yeah, when Destiny launched in 2014, ironically, that was my favorite game th that year. But it was seen as a big disappointment for the promise of what was of, of Bungie's first big new IP that felt like very like small, and, like considering how they were talking about it and many stories came forward that it's like that game was very traveled in development and all that but also like they created the template of how your game launches it's not the end mm -hmm. like that that game was like it took a year but the taking king was like one of the coolest things that they have both put out and that came out in that generation it's like they leveled up in storytelling and how you can improve your game like it, like with with I like disregarding the things that you nailed in the first place while cleaning up the things that you missed like in, in your first run they created like an environment at the very least where launching bad is not the be all and all like yeah. games can have redemption look at cyberpunk it's like look at no man's sky yeah. so many games that launched so badly now are like darlings so it's yeah, like for sure so you, you could like maybe argue like like from a not critical side they've been very influential and you could say that uh, they deserve a mention i don't know if i would honorable it. mention maybe but yeah an, an honorable mention from that but kind of like i feel like from a quality standpoint i feel other games have been more quality than what they've currently been putting out so 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 let me ask you this okay so let, um to wrap up our prelude of daddy drake's mm -hmm. um critiques of his list and making our own so daddy's drake's list was number one naughty dog oh, well this in any particular order he uh -huh, i yeah. just kind of listed it myself but like naughty dog nintendo rockstar rocksteady bethesda and bioware our mm -hmm. list right now for the older gen which consists of 20 uh 2006 mm -hmm. to 2020 was mm -hmm. naughty dog nintendo rock star sony santa monica cd project red and blank what would yeah. you as the guest as a final say mm -hmm. what goes in that sixth spot what studio in that sixth spot i would put i gotta give it to from software okay I think yeah because good. it was like, because it was like uh you can look at their critical acumen all of their games are like 90 plus mm -hmm. consistently somehow uh they were like building a reputation it was like with from software we're seeing someone to st stick to their guns of like what their formula was be that went from niche to super influential to the like point that. that you even and you even see a lot of that influence in so many games like in so many freaking games these days that uh that that one like it finally culminated in elden ring in 2022 was like that was all because of the work that they put out in that p in, in that ps4 xbox one generation so which dates back to the ps3 and 360 generation with demon souls and dark souls yeah demon souls was like when because that was originally that was a ps3 exclusive developed by sony in conjunction with front software and the leadership as, as sony believed so little in that game because it was like such so different like it was so hard it was like so obtuse and all that that they didn't feel like outside of japan that thing would be big they allowed atlas to publish it and well, then from software, 2020 yeah the it? It, it, can you imagine like can you imagine what they had and what they let go because then like when darts that then when from software saw that they believed so little on them that they didn't even bother despite funding their game to publish it outside of japan they went to bandai namco That's and two crazy. years later like they did demon souls 2 and renamed the dark souls and because 2011 was such a crowded year and that genre had not been like proven yet the very few people that played dark souls around that time were like Oh God, this is like, it, it, this, this was the, hey, if you have the chance, give this a shot. This is really good. And that was a game that many people were like, 
yeah, maybe one day. It's just that we got Skyrim in the corner, <laughs> around the corner. So it's like, and we got the Day of Sexes, we got mm -hmm. Heroes of War 3. So it's like, it, 2011 was like what what 2023 feels like right now is like yeah. that kind of like embarrassment of riches they were just still proving themselves it was like yeah it's like now a multi-platform version of a game that they was in ps3 two years ago so yeah eventually there but it was like an evangelization that was that kept happening around like that genre that then by the time bloodborne by the time of when, when bloodborne was like that was sony's make do of like yeah, yeah we're fixing our mistake from letting you guys go like it's like we want to work with you again do something original for us and how often do you hear, hey, when is my 60 frames for Bloodborne? Where's my Bloodborne? Everybody remaster? wants it. Everybody. Everyone freaking wants it. And then like add, adding the the strength of Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro emerging like a surprise yeah. winner, which by the way, it's like just for transparency's sake, I'm not a big Sekiro fan. That's my least favorite of their resurgence era. It's way too hard, way too damn hard. But I respect that I've seen videos of people just like being complete masters in that game because that game requires parrying perfection. Oh, it does. And, so, uh, and a lot of people are like, actually use this as a benchmark. If you're doing like sword to sword combat, everyone was like, you should get as close as you can to Sekiro pairing. Because when you nail pairing Sekiro, it is super sweet. It's worth the game is way too hard. It eventually just beats you, beats it out from you. But it's like, um, again, it's just the, the strength of that brand. That it's crazy, isn't it? The, the, they put out the work here where if we were to like make the list, including mm -hmm. now, like who would be like, one that could be considered a strength i feel like they're the ones that remain like a, a, a strong contender while many of the other ones in our list if we were to include ps5 xbox series x and s i wouldn't put them currently based on their current work there yeah so well that's the, that, that's the part of yeah, that's the part of the other question <laughs> yeah i was about to say well we're about to get that to that in a little bit but mm -hmm. to recap everybody yeah daddy drake's list was um naughty dog nintendo rockstar rocksteady um, Bethesda and Bioware to kind of make um, we kind of played a little bit around with our list and our list um, mm -hmm. for the older gen became Naughty Dog, Nintendo, Rockstar, Sony Santa Monica, CD Projekt Red, and Firm Software. Neither list mm -hmm. is absolute perfection. I no. want to remind you, but this is our pre pre preference. Um, but like mm -hmm. now, though, we get to the topic of the show, but which is. That is Rick's question. I want to reiterate for the people in the back who, uh, who might have missed um, on the top. Here is their list. Um, Daddy Drake's initial question. Hi, Sebastian. There are Here are six studios that I consider to be the kings of the last two generations from 2006 to 2020. Which studios do you think would be considered the kings of game development in today's era? This is Xbox Series X, PS5, Switch, PC. Thanks and happy gaming. So, Daddy, Daddy Drake, we are here to answer your question. The current kings of video games, um, Alejandro, did you come up with six of your own, or do you kind of want to kind of want to? Yeah, I wanted to discuss it with you. Yeah, with yeah, like, sure. like, because this is a really, really strange generation because this is the generation of COVID. Yeah. So, for so sure. many. So, so we've gotten so many delays. We've gotten so many uh, games that have still have not come out, and weird outliers of like where the big the big stuff has come out from like maybe the places that you were not expecting so like and, and right now because we're three years we're technically in the third year of this generation so it makes it like it's gonna be interesting to see how everything plays out with this year because it felt like everything that was planned from 2021 to 2022 got all put in 2023 so it's like we've yeah. gotten just like an onslaught of content here but like if we want to like at least 
start from just the list that we made from ourselves? Here, here's the thing. I, yeah. I think it, let's get a little spicy with it. Okay. Let's. I want right. yeah, I, I to hear from you. So. All right, let's get a little spicy with it. So here's what I, here's what I recommend. We do a top six list, but then we maybe let's let's get a little spicy. Let's order this bad boy mm-hmm. to where we do our top number one studio because I I think that that'll make it a little more spicy. But we yeah. also let's let's do a nomination series series we mm-hmm. can talk this out like gentlemen here where yeah. we'll take turns nominating different games and then we'll see based on our yeah. nominations if just we... based on that i like that especially with uh this this last three years mm-hmm. i could have to like really think uh yeah um i can think of what were my favorites from 2021 to 2022 to this one so that will yeah. make it interesting to see from there and see if, if who, who would be put here so yeah for sure i think our first nomination and we can reorder this we'll get the yeah. six and then yeah just yeah throw, throw, throw like a let's just throw games that we remember from this last three years that yeah, has been this sure. generation that are like yeah this has been one of my favorites from this yeah so. for sure for sure um i'm gonna go with the assumption that spider-man 2 is at least an 8 out of 10 and i think that's a yeah. safe assumption as yeah. of this recording and i would say that if it is an 8 out of 10 that would be disastrous personally i Absolutely. feel that game that that, that game looks like should be like in the nines like just Absolutely. for what like just yeah. based on that just based on that but i wouldn't put spider-man 2 yet based on what we're recording if we had recorded this after the reviews and the game had come out yeah maybe that i feel like you, you have other picks from insomniac that yeah. have already come out that, that also fit that that's my point though I, I mean i'm saying this is like i'm saying spider-man under the assumption that spider-man did mm-hmm. is probably still like eight out of ten nine out of ten or woo, let's go with mm-hmm. ten out of ten thank you lord jesus but yeah. like <laughs> if it if it amounts up to anything higher than an 80 i would say it, their streak still stands they're still putting out good work yeah. and they're, they're the workhorses of the game industry so i'm a i'm a nominate insomniac because of yeah. ratchet and clank because of miles morales and because of spider-man and Wolverine upcoming. Oh yeah, for sure. And they remastered the 2018 game also yeah. at the same time. And it looks and fantastic. It, yeah, it, it, they put in work. So it's like, from that count, Sebastian, if Wolverine comes out next year, they will have put out five games this in a single already. platform. Yeah. So it's like, they deserve to be in this list, whether it's number one or whatever list it, it, yeah. it is. It's like, they deserve to be in this list because I've never seen a studio hustle and put out the work that they're literally carrying an entire console in their back yeah because no one else from sony's producing no like like it is here so i'm I'm nominating insomnia what say you do you do you second the nomination yeah i second the nomination yeah all right so we'll we'll go ahead and you have the little moniker right now so go ahead and add it to our list if you don't mind insomniac is Mm -hmm um our first draft pick now alejandro it is your turn what is your first nomination for our top capcom. six? Oh, capcom okay because it's like uh another studio that just like it's insane how much they're putting out of just mm-hmm. great quality i'm especially right now because i'm currently playing the dlc for resident evil 4. that's yeah. just a reminder that resident evil 4 came out this year uh village was just like two like like two years ago that was like in in, in running for game of the year uh, contenders is like obviously they also re-released the uh, updated versions for resident evil 2 3 and 7 which were considered like the trifecta of their comeback after capcom had been like a, a developer so in astray for so mm-hmm. long 
from 2012 to 2016, everyone was like, can Capcom even survive? They're not putting out games. They're just remastering old shit. And it was like, and the, and the few original stuff they were putting out, Street Fighter V or Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, yeah. way pales way in comparison to like the peak of their uh, the peak of their game they had a resurgence that happened late in the last generation and it's still blooming uh, as of this moment and i love that including something including something like even monster hunter rise uh and you did the new ninja game that they announced at the xbox showcase the path of the right? goddess and it, oh, okay no, no, the path of the goddess or something okay. like that uh and that then even allows them to experiment like with weird stuff that didn't quite hit by the fact that they had so much hitting at the same time allowed them to uh, indulge in something like extra primal this summer mm -hmm. so it's like uh they are being very prolific the things that they're putting out are like consistently the best reviewed things in the year and they set the bar so damn high for remakes that it's like they are like the template of how you want to remake something because it's like their remakes are basically new games yeah and as of as such high quality that they totally deserve their flowers. I feel like Capcom has, has shown that uh, they have the acumen and the IP strength to still have everything at such a healthy degree and their success critically and commercially earns them a spot as a, as a current generation king for me. I love that. I love that. I think that's a, I, I would second that. Um, mm -hmm. I would second that. And I'm not even the super Capcom person. I just, you know, mm -hmm. I, I see how many Resident Evil games that they're putting yeah. out. You and Street Fighter Six, And also, like, for and, and, and just to kind of give an idea, it's like, they have one of the more interesting engines ever. Yeah, the RE uh, engine. That it can power those Resident Evil games and Street Fighter yeah. and Monster Hunter. And it's like, it, they, they managed to find such an, if, like, efficiency in how they make games that they're able to always have something every year without fail yeah. and always hit like so it's like they they, they deserve the flowers it's like they're 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 a very very healthy japanese company so. oh yeah for sure for sure i i second that um my next nomination might surprise you and that's i want to hear it. i want to hear yeah because i i know that because i know i've talked with you a lot that mm -hmm. uh you're not the beer because you have a preference to how you want your single players that's very yeah, different for sure. to nintendo's approach but like they remain of high quality no matter when for the kind of games that they make yeah it's just that for me yeah 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 I, I would say like they deserve to be here just in tears of the kingdom alone the power mm -hmm. that game had critically and commercially uh even though it's not my favorite game this year uh i'm gonna like say nominate someone else yeah. after ever based on that but but yeah like nintendo has been like um they have shown their resilience of their ancient machine and amongst like more powerful hardware right now yeah for sure and and, and proving that they're, they they know how to squeeze uh how can i say that they know how to squeeze water out of like a very decrepit stone oh, yeah. obviously you, you can ignore the pokemon side because that's that that's the pokemon company they just kind of push but when it comes to like nintendo ead which is like their develop like their actual developer when you include not only the sellers but the xenoblade chronicles uh uh, then bringing Animal back Crossing, things like right? Animal Crossing, uh, then bringing successfully bringing back Metroid Prime in yeah. a really sharp remaster, like from a 2002 game that looks can be comparable, like visually to even current stuff. Like that was like the most impressive thing of playing that remastered earlier this year, that Shadow dropped during that direct. I was like, this is kind of insane that this game is of this quality coming from like Nintendo, knowing like the kind of hardware that it's playing from, and and, and then, they dread uh, as well. Yeah, Dread. 
On yeah. top of that, they brought they successfully brought back bread. It's like they are an experts of like because we actually had this interesting conversation in our chat of, about like mm -hmm. um, it's interesting that they don't get criticized for bringing back like repeating their franchises, but then you realize that no one nurtures them like them when you really think about how little they indulge in sequelizing their stuff. Yeah. Like Dread, you mentioned Dread. The last 2D Metroid, official 2D Metroid was in 2002 in the Game Boy Advance. It took 19 years for them Absolutely to follow crazy. that up. Yeah. And that shows that it, like in comparison to many other developers that try to like get a sequel out as soon as they possibly can. How Nintendo can sit on that. And even then when you think about it, like Nintendo has only done five 3D Marios ever in 30 years. It's like yeah. they have a level of restraint that they're able to always like bring their stuff like at the, at the top of their A game that I feel they deserve to be in here in the, in, in, as a current king and consistently. Like yeah, if we look at that sure. list that we made, like it's like somehow they're there and again they're the daddies, they're the granddaddies of video games. It's like yeah. they just they, they just know how to like uh, always like be in the running. Personal preference, obviously, I prefer other games in, in, yeah. other t in, in, in many ways, but it's like you cannot like it's like it's hard you gotta to respect, respect. It, you know yeah you gotta respect it's so yeah they're a current king especially as right now i would say in output alone they're like clowning playstation and xbox oh for sure in the amount of games that they're putting out also so oh yeah for sure so we got um so far our top three our top three no particular order right now are um insomniac capcom and nintendo um mm -hmm. i believe it is your turn for a nomination it's a good start. yeah so I mentioned it before, and I think uh, because this is not the other one that I was thinking about uh, bringing bringing it forward from our list from software. Oh yeah, Elden Ring, just Elden Ring alone, just like yeah, for sure. That was a moment. That was like what we saw from Zelda in 2017. Mm -hmm. That was Elden Ring in 2022. Yeah. This was a game that at the time was not my favorite from that year because the end of that game completely broke me. The mm -hmm. fuck that final boss. Like, <laughs> it, like, like, like it can go die in a, in a dish for all I care. But Elden Ring has been the game that, when I think of last year, what's been the game that has lingered? What's yeah. been the game that I'm always like, I still have installed on my console. And I'm like, kind of want to explore something else because I was like, I think there's this massive map that I still have not checked and still find new stuff. Like how that, them proving that uh player oriented open world games where it's like mm -hmm. they're not hand holding you but with 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 expert level design and careful and, and, and careful authorship can be more uh can give you a little bit more uh power in like how, how you engage in your game yeah in a way in a way that i feel like uh from software alone kind of like buried ubisoft this generation really it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, every, every time that people think of a Ubisoft style open world game, which by the way, big style of open world games in that PS3 to PS4 generation, a lot of people follow that formula, even look like something like Spider-Man. Like mm -hmm. the template is Ubisoft. Like for people, whether people like it or not, it's still the template from there. Like that's just of the highest world. quality in it, Ubisoft it, yeah. game, you know? Exactly. So uh, from software was proved that everyone can take like the left turn that nintendo took with breath of the wild because that, that was the first taste of what if we can do like an open world game that is like more vague but more like uh we're putting the power to the player for them to engage on how they, uh, they interact in our world and all that i feel elden ring was this, was the uh real the full realization of the breath of the wild idea that's yeah. why i always say that breath of the wild is like the seven out of ten objective game that people say is a 10 because of the, its innovations and all that mm -hmm. but i feel like in elden ring i saw what people saw in uh, 
in Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like from software, they definitely deserves it, especially because they built it up so well yeah. throughout an entire generation that this was their um, kind of like if people were already like paying attention, this was the moment where the lion attacked. Yeah. This is where the the, the moment where the lion submit itself. Well, on top of the lioness, <laughs> and so. then we, and then they add ar armored core on top of that. Yes, on top of that, like they, they were able to have that game cooking at the same time and put it out the next year and be excellent. And, and here's what's so funny: Armor Core Six is as good as the previous Armor Core games. It's mm -hmm. just that people didn't get them. No, like, it, it was like they they're a studio that incredibly st sticks to their strengths. Yeah. They're like, please, from software, make your games easier, make them more accessible. And they're like, nah. Mm -mm. It's like you're gonna get it or you don't. It's like yeah. they're like so they're so uh, they're so pure to their artistic vision, and that has paid off handsomely both critically and commercially. That now like anytime that everyone it was like their DLC for Elden Ring is like everyone's like salivating for it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's salivating now for the next big from software game. That's the kind of studio they are now, yeah. and it's insane because this is just like this is what perseverance gets you people. <laughs> so that's it like is. from software. Yeah, from software deserves that spot there. So hit me with your other studio. I want to hear. Oh, this one's this one is may, maybe the debate, you know, because yeah. I, I want to hear. Going, I want to hear. I, I want to hear. I've been going back and forth because, like, I'm I'm thinking of consistency, but I'm also thinking mm -hmm. of like quality, like quality, consistent quality, well. and yeah. So that's why I'm like, man, I'm going back and forth on this one. Like, um, I want to show Gorilla some love, but mm -hmm. yeah. But, really really one yeah. game in this though exactly yeah they are and they have two games if we count zero dawn back in, oh yeah uh, and back in 2017. uh i feel gorilla is it, it, it's it's like uh how can i say this like if we want to give props who's making the most beautiful technical games like yeah. like from a technical fidelity standpoint like they don't get the uh they're not getting the props that they deserve Oh, it's just sure that not. it's just that then when you think about their games, I think yeah. they're really great that just miss out on being fully memorable in a way, and that happened already twice. But and now also it makes me wonder how much that is hurt consistently by them releasing next to generational defining games exactly. twice in a row. Exactly. In 2017 was like again, people you already heard me what I think of Breath of the Wild. This game came like Zero Dawn came next to Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. and that was like at the peak of like. Uh, Zero Dawn was like a Ubisoft game, like the, taking the Ubisoft template to the best it can be, like better than most Ubisoft games. But then it was like, you get another game that completely reinvented how people started seeing open world games, that then people just notch up their nose to, to, to Zero Dawn. And then Forbidden West, that took some cues from Breath of, from the, Breath of the Wild, but still like re retaining some of its formula, got like the double whammy of having to release next to Elden Ring. Yeah. That double down on Breath of the Wild's uh, ideas and be like, and, and solidify many people being like, we're tired of that old style of open world games. It's like, uh, we want this. And that's unfortunate because it's like, this year, like, do you remember the DLC? <laughs> we talked about the DLC. Yeah, also. for sure. Another thing that just came and went, they're like, they're like, a, a, they're a really, they're a studio. I kind of feel it this way. It, it's like, I feel like Insomniac and Gorilla are like the two. Sony Studios. If we're not, if we're not talk about like Sony's, yeah, uh, about Sony stuff, that is like in desperate need of like their critical breakout hit, mm -hmm. uh, because it's, uh, and 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 the things that I feel Insomniac is closer to that, on top of their hustle, 
than Gorilla because uh, because on top of that is like they're big sellers and the hype of Spider-Man 2 is popular. I'm feeling it now. I'm seeing like the commercials and all that. But Insomniac is like one new IP away from being people actually fully show that not only can they make amazing superhero games better than anyone like they took the mantle from rocksteady because rocksteady right now is kind of like in hiatus let's mm -hmm. put it like that as they deal with and there is no way in god's green earth i'm declaring that right now that suicide squad kill the justice league is going to yeah. be anywhere close to what insomniac has done with the spider-man games not a chance but, uh, but 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 it's like insomniac is like their quality is there that is like the respect that they're missing is just the fact that they're working on a Disney IP, so it's like, yeah, uh, and I feel like one day, like after Wolverine, if they can, if they're able to, because they're such a prolific student, they can work on three games at once. If their original IP hits and it's in that game of your conversation, it will be like uh, finally everyone be like, you have been working so hard, like your quality has always been there. Now we have no excuse to snub you, yeah. and, and like, like because that's always how it feels. It's kind of like the Academy Awards thing. How they like ignore superhero stuff because it's like an adaptation of things. I feel uh, Gorilla is is kind of like in, in a more struggling situation because their thing is their actual new IP is just has been a victim of timing because those games are really great, it, but it's just that they get so overshadowed that they don't linger in the mind. So yeah, that's what I, I, was I, I like. Yeah, so unless you have an alternative, I could kind of back it. Just yeah. because I feel they, I feel like they're like doing good work that they're just not too bad. I feel that we could hear from other ones. No, it, no I think we put it underneath the list because yeah. it's like it's one of those to where if we have something that maybe is uh, on the edge of the bubble, then it's a debate. But like mm -hmm. right now, I just want to throw out some nominations that. Yeah, uh, throw. I, I want to hear it because I want to hear it and see if if that like pops up for me. Like, I can throw mine. Uh, one that I would like to. Uh, Nominate, go ahead. To, to nominate, that would be Square Enix's Creative Business Unit 3. Okay. I think yeah. so that's the studio that did Final Fantasy um, 7, right? No, that's uh, Final Fantasy 16. Oh, that's and, the 16 studio. Yeah, okay. and Final Fantasy 14. Okay. Why well, I want to like prove, prove that because it's like they were the king, like uh, Creative Business Unit 3 were the kings of rescuing a disaster. Mm. Final Fantasy 14 back in 2010, the most disastrous MMO launch in history so bad that it was this close of like completely tarnishing uh the uh the reputation the final fantasy's reputation just in general that that then like uh naoki yoshida who was kind of like a not a big name at the time was kind of like a, they fired the entire leadership that made the original final fantasy 14 and they put this kind of like junior operative to be like hey i think you have good ideas can you rescue this and not only that they're like running right now like not only did they fix Final Fantasy XIV. They relaunched it with a Realm Reborn, and, uh, and and a Realm Reborn is currently, still to this day, the biggest MMO currently. Like, and and only that there, um, and because it's like if you want to like give a bone to that side of gaming in massive multiplayer online, like, like World of Warcraft crashed. It's like the, the popularity of World of Warcraft, and especially Blizzard, has been like kind of like in, in the tank. Who has been just consistently getting better at their craft with MMOs? That's created Business Unit Three, and on top of that, Square Enix was like, "I like, we love the work that you were able to do to our who's basically our cash cow." They did Lead Dragon Quest Builders, right? As well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, unless you're looking at the list, uh, I, I'm trying to. I'm looking yeah. at a list, and it says like they did um, Builders, and then Builders mm -hmm. Two, and then Four. That'd be interesting if they also made it, but yeah. Uh, but in particular is uh, why I'm nominating them for this. It's both 
Creative Business Unit 3 uh, has been like nurturing Final Fantasy 14 and it's so popular, especially right now, like the big news that it's finally coming to Xbox was, has been one of like the biggest news that came out of that year because of the power of that MMO. And on top of that, Final Fantasy 16, they gave them the keys to be like, you're now doing the next entry. Yeah. For Final Fantasy, because Final Fantasy 15, for people that remember, that was Creative Business Unit 2. Yeah. And, it's, and that game took 10 years to make. It swapped hands and directors. That game was like barely hung up together, even when you played. I liked it, considering like all its faults. But yeah. it's like they they, they 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 trusted the keys to to this team that rescued that MMO to be like, you do the next one. And... That to me is like, they, I'm putting personal bias here, like Final Fantasy 16 is my favorite game this year. Yeah. It's a game that like brought me back like enchantment and scale, of scale and production value mm -hmm. again after being like, I've been like nudging on my head, my head be like, I feel like seeing something is pretty, it doesn't make it for me. It's like, I feel like I've seen it all. That was the game that kind of broke that, uh, like kind of broke that mold. The story that they were able to tell has been living rent free in my mind like all year since i finished oh, that's it that's cool like it's still like some of the more uh, some of the moments of that game are like my favorites of any game this generation like the high points mm -hmm. it's also a game that has some low points but it's like the highs are so insurmountably high that that's how much it lingers that's how much i know that from from uh, in the japanese uh, side of square enix that's basically all they do is like that is the, that that is a team that has proven their metal and if they're able to like keep the strength on 14 and do what they did with 16, I want to put it in nomination. Uh, even if it's not in a five or six, I kind of want to throw my my hat there because I'm like putting that. personal I'm, I'm, I'm putting my personal like bias in okay. for that one. I like that. Yeah. Um, so Square Enix um, Creative Business. Unit yeah, CBO three, right? CBO three, yeah. Okay. Because cool. like uh, because like there's the Final Fantasy VII remake team, but that's not the team. Uh -huh. So. And Final Fantasy VII Remake has been really great. So, like, at least critically, Square Enix has gotten better because also, like, just similar to Capcom, Square Enix has been, like, real weird. The problem with Square Enix is, the, is their corporate overlords always been, like, missing forecasts and how they budget stuff. So, but that's different. That's the publisher. I'm talking about developer. I like that. I like so that. So, Square, Square Enix CPU 3, I want to give them their flowers for their con consistent work with 14 and what they did with 16 this year. Okay, I'm. I think I want to nominate. Um, yeah. And these are so we the only ones we have in in right in stone right now. Everybody yeah, is are like, the first four. Yeah, because are the first four. I feel, yeah, I feel those are like their strengths of what they've been doing for this generation. I think are more obvious. Mm -hmm. That I feel like, that that I feel is like they deserve to be locks. And then how we arrange them afterwards, it's up to debate. But uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think. My next nomination might be a weird one, and it might be I something hear it, I, hear it. I, I hear it. didn't think I would actually nominate. Yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Okay, let me let me make sure I have everything right mm -hmm. before yeah. I, because I don't want to misquote my uh, get misquoted. But um, let's see. Um, all right, so here we go. Okay, all right, it is what I thought. My next, mm -hmm. my next nomination. I think I want to do playground games. Playground games. Ooh, yes. yes. Uh, the first horizon, the first horizon team. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, playground games, and I was just like, I think they absolutely killed it with Horizon Five. Mm -hmm. No, did I lose you? Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, so. 
So you said yeah. you killed it. Did they kill it with Horizon Five? Uh huh. Yeah, they killed it with Horizon Five. I also think Horizon Four was a very good game, not necessarily in, in this window, but yeah, no. but like. 2021 came out with Forza Horizon 5. I think that did as much as um, a racing game could for the general zeitgeist of yeah. like mm-hmm. of conversation. But I, I think they deserve they deserve their flowers for just that one game. You know. Yeah, they deserve their flowers for this. In the Xbox One generation, who was the most consistent outputter for Xbox? Them. Yeah, for sure. And and and, and, both, and obviously the whole it's again the kind of like the a Spider-Man conversation of like ah oh, it's a licensed game. Or, yeah. ah, it's a racing game. It's like, it, it's kind of like in that pocket of, of, of like, yeah, they're doing incredible work, but, but it's yeah. a racing game. Yeah. But, another but, they're working on Fable. Yeah, so, we'll see how it turns out. Exactly, but. exactly. So, if that one turns out really great, like, at the level of quality that they've shown that they can do with the racing games, that feels like the kind of breakout moment that I tell you that I feel like an insomniac or a gorilla kind of need because it's like they're like proving all the skeptics that want to put their work uh put down their work based on like what yeah. they're working on and prove no we're real quality i, like I feel that. like i feel like especially like if we want to like include someone from like the xbox side and all that i can't think of like a more consistent developer for xbox than that even if it. it's, especially if we carry forward the momentum that has been going since the xbox one generation into this one obviously it's like it gets weird because about another developer that I'm thinking of is like has only put out one game, so yeah. it's like it's di- it's, it's different. It's it's kind of different. Of like, are they really the kings and all that? I feel like playground games could be a tentative one. Like oh, it yeah, can be like a, te- sure. a, a like a tentative one that if we were to revisit li- this list in two years mm-hmm. from now, I feel and if it hits, if that hits, then we could have that yeah. combo. <laughs> so yeah, but sure you could that. put it there in the honor roll one. I, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting list to see like um, mm-hmm. what goes yeah. forward because like right now it's like mm-hmm. you know like we're we're doing this based on like a couple mm-hmm. of maybe one entry and then like yeah. well, there is there is a couple of studios that did have multiple entries this generation but uh-huh. yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna I'm, be interesting. I'm trying to think who else right right now. I'm trying to think so I'm gonna throw out that one of like just the one game. Uh, okay. Sony Santa Monica. Sony Santa Monica was right yeah, for sure. Like. Uh, Obviously, like I'm talking this not with the passion that I put Ragnarok in our previous uh-huh. list for the PS4 generation because it was like um, Ragnarok was more God of War in many ways. It was a better game than the 2018 one from gameplay and especially in story. Uh, the impact of that game has been muted because uh, a lot of people nudging have just been kind of like an iterative sequel, which by itself is not a. I don't I don't see that as a problem. It's just more kind of like a in a CF where we're like expecting more people to like do new stuff and all that like an iterative an iterative sequel is not as impressive but Ragnarok was the second like best received game of last year yeah uh, it's it was a massive success for Sony and it was a proof that it, I think it proved that uh 2018 wasn't really a fluke for them even though I I prefer like the pacing of 2018 slightly better because mm-hmm. Ragnarok's a really long, so I think that's kind of like what prevents me a little bit from like trying to get it. So, if we were to like even sneak this uh, Sony Santa Monica in, it would be, I think, at best honorable or like at the very bottom of a list if we can't think of anything else. Just kind of what I'm putting out, and also because they're just putting out, they had to only put out one game so yeah. far. But this would be an interesting one to revisit because I know for a fact that Corey Barlog is working on a new IP for mm-hmm. them. That's the reason. Uh, what Corey Barlow didn't work on Ragnarok. He just was creative director to just oversee that 
all the pieces that he put story-wise and it's set up we're gonna be followed through but he led eric williams and everyone else to kind of like take the baton for that game uh he has been working on something new sony santa monica has been a team that everyone has known them as just the god of war team everyone kind of saw that as kind of derogatory in a way and it was not not quite as derogatory it's just that's just an objective fact that's just everything that they've been doing but that's why they were wanting to do that new ip for precisely that reason because you don't want to box yourself to be known as something and if their new ip whatever it is hits with the strength that god of war 2018 hit and proves to people hey remember like everyone praised 2018 yeah. this is the same guy and now he gave us something new then i feel that's all that would solidify their placing on this list right now is very tentative because it it's is. just one game it's just one game especially in comparison to the other ones like just like and like just in context <laughs> yeah it really yeah, just is. in context yeah just in the context of the other ones so yeah but i, I mean, wanted to put my i wanted to put my hat for them at the very least i mean on the one game side of the fence i'm like we could also throw in there's several different games we could throw in on that one game side of the fence because uh -huh. you have um what was it naughty dog for last of us part two and whether or not people like Dude. it or not it's yeah and, and that's the thing and, and that and, and in last of us part two it's a weird one because that's ps4 not ps5 so it's like that's true. it's not it's not part of this one and i'll tell you this if that was uh, if if they had already re-released part two let's say yeah. or if that had came out on ps5 maybe i could like try to make the argument a little bit but the thing is that uh i feel like no, insomniac takes naughty dog spot right now here at this uh, uh, at, at this point in time because the only thing that naughty dog has put out has been last of us part one uh, the remake last year from the yeah. and uh, the remastered trailer uh, the, the remastered duology of uncharted 4 and the, uh, and lost legacy at their uh, at the beginning of legacy of thieves collection legacy of thieves collection mm -hmm. i enjoyed the remake of part one i like the fidelity i like how uh, that even though it didn't fully put the mechanical improvements of two in one it brought back the feel of two into one and makes playing through one which i much prefer from the two even though i like part two uh it's like it's not some i feel like as of right now like what have you done for me lately naughty dog you're not a current king of the ps5 xbox series x generation for me personally like uh i i would argue for them for our previous version for the ps4 generation even ps3 we need something new like we needed her we we still haven't gotten their first official ps5 game that's nuts yeah that's and it's crazy. unfortunate that it might be later because of everything that's been happening with factions that we were supposed to hear and i think today is the seller or is it today or tomorrow last of us day I'm i trying to remember tomorrow, that. right yeah let, let me see Make yeah, sure just to check, and they already says that yeah, we're gonna celebrate the, the, the last one, but we're not gonna talk anything about no, new today, games or such. It's, 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 it's up today. Yeah. So it's like Naughty Dog is like suspiciously very quiet. Obviously, there's been been many developers being like, "Let us cook, let us cook, let mm -hmm. us cook," and I'm like, "Yes, I know what you're gonna put out. It's eventually gonna be great, but I'll talk to you when you put it out. Based on what you put out right now, uh, for this generation in particular." you don't belong in this list no <laughs> currently so no. and that yeah. hurt and that hurts and that hurts personally <laughs> you know what's a shame it's like if redfall would have hit I, arcane studios would have really had a good I, that, yeah I, I was gonna ask i was gonna tell you this because you, we could have talk about death loop yeah I really well death developed well yeah, i liked Deathloop. it yeah, yeah i i liked it a lot uh i don't think it was the 10 out of 10 game that uh, the big sites gave it but it was mm -hmm. definitely one of the most fun games of 2021 
but Red Folk completely tanks that conversation. Yeah. Uh, be- like, oh. Because then another one that we could like think about, like Tango Gameworks, oh, because that's, that's Hi-Fi, that's Hi-Fi Rush, but also Ghostwire Tokyo. And Ghostwire Tokyo was fine. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was fine. It was like not bad, not great. It was an enjoyable time. Uh, actually better than I was expecting, considering what I heard that they switched developers, like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the directors, like, halfway through development and they switch it into more actiony stuff. Uh Hi-Fi Rush is just more like uh I like Hi-Fi Rush a lot. I like the style and all that. I think the strength was more the fact that at a very time of a very starved Xbox that he shadow dropped when he did. Yeah. I think it, it, it proved more of a statement of like you have all these studios right now, maybe like do you have this possibility to be able to shadow drop games that can be really good. But I don't think Tango deserves to like like should be part of this if I'm perfectly honest right now. That's how I feel, even though I, I like Hi-Fi Rush. So, yeah. but it deserves it deserves a mention. Now I'm trying to think of other Game of the Year stuff. Like just thinking of like who are the nominees for Game of the Year <laughs> just for this too. It's been I, I can't um yeah I I can't believe I'm saying this, but um is there a possibility that Ubisoft Milan or Ubisoft Paris gets in this list because of uh, Mario plus rabbits? Mario plus rabbits, a game that has just been already forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, would like... like, yeah. It, it would be interesting. I think uh, hopefully Daddy Drake is listening to this. You can hear now Daddy Drake. Uh, I'm realizing you. It's like uh-huh. this is probably too early to tell to be able to like nominate six kings. Yeah. Currently, based on where we are in the generation, so it's like. This is definitely a a, a, a a list to revisit, like maybe in two years. Yeah, like, because sure. it, based on everything that's been there. Because then, like, when I think of big games, other big games, just let's say for 2023, you got Dead Space Remake. Yeah, but it's a remake. It's an EA Motive remake. Uh, it sold a lot. It's an 84 in Metacritic. I know you had some opinions about it. Hogwarts Legacy also came out that uh, came out this year, but I don't think it's also it deserves to be in that conversation with like the Kings. Here, here's here's what I'd say. Um, let's back let's back up two years. So let's do yeah. 2018 to uh, 2018 to now. That gives us the wiggle room of like the end of the PS4 yeah. and end I, of the Xbox generation. Yeah, I, I will accept. Yeah, from 2019 onwards, um, I would say that solidifies Capcom, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest, in, in, <laughs> yeah. our, in our list there. It definitely solidifies Insomniac and solidifies from software. Um, with that thing, I would argue for Naughty Dog to be there. Okay, if we what, put, if, 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 uh, Like, if we're, like, backing up the list, like, if we're backing uh-huh. the years, like, if you want to do it, like, from 2019 onwards, like, just if I include The Last of Us Part Two, I think yeah. it... Uh, it, it it does include a Naughty Dog in our in in our list because uh, yes, right now Naughty Dog has been dogged by the fact that they have been there. What happens when a king rises to top to to top too high? Everyone wants to tear it down. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants everyone wants to like find every any chink in the armor they can to like tear it down, and that's exactly what happened with Naughty Dog with The Last of Us Part Two. The Last of Us Part Two is a masterpiece in storytelling, a masterpiece in production value it's a masterpiece in acting and while i don't think it's the greatest stealth game ever the way it it, it married its production value to a very solid stealth game that's what really well designed came together in, in in a way that proves that naughty dog has real great re- really great uh development acumen and it's the reason why they're always so uh, beloved like even though i said it's a storytelling masterpiece how like it it, it deals with themes and all that it's not my favorite story to me personally 
Uh, I much prefer the simplicity of the first game, but I respect the swings that it took. Like, the swings only someone with as much creative freedom as they were given were going to attempt. And that they knew that they were going to like uh, alienate a massive portion of their other fan base to try to put that but i don't think there's been other game that has affected me as emotionally like the last of us part two like it that that thing left me depressed like and reeling by the time that those credits rolled and it has such a power that i'm hoping that if whatever next uh, whatever they do next can hit even though it may it may not be the same story but it can hit with the same kind of like punch like I would I would say that that would make them still a king currently. But what's funny is that even including Naughty Dog currently as of right now, especially if we include this generation, I still think they deserve to be in this list, but nowhere near the top to me personally. Just on the what have you done for me lately? At least that's how I'm arguing it. It's not for me, but if we were to still continue on with the parameters, original parameters, would we not mm -hmm. put Epic in this list though? Epic for Fortnite? Yeah, I was like, it still rules the world. Yeah, if we want to put it as like, what's the game that's like bringing in the cash and making everyone try to pursue the life service model? If we if we want to be objective and t and take away like our biases. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes, I would I would say that. Even though like, uh, what's funny is that Fortnite just exists. That's kind of like what it's, it's, a... been so, it's been so funny. It just kind of exists. Though Epic has provided us with the Unreal Engine Five, which. Mm -hmm. It's like if we can include Epic more, not as a game developer, but more kind of like as a game tools creator, like separating it from Fortnite. Fortnite allowed them to fund the Unreal Engine 5, and that feels like a really great middleware engine for a lot of people to be able to make their, make really like modern looking games at mm -hmm. a proper budget. Like make games that look like the big quadruple A product, but, uh, but, in the, kind of like in the industry, kind of like I mentioned, uh, I think one of the things that impressed me the most of a game like Remnant 2 is that that was a double A game where his game looked like a triple A production. Mm, yeah, and, really and, it, and, it, and it was thanks to Unreal Engine 5. That's what Epic has provided. And that's kind of like the cool thing about uh, Fortnite. It's like Fortnite allow, allows Epic to fund the Epic Game Store, allows Epic to fund Unreal Engine 5 to the point that the amount of cash that Fortnite generates makes that everyone that go that puts their game in the epic game store gets a really nice cut because it's yeah. like because epic can afford it thanks to like the million like the millions to billions of cash that it brings in uh thinking about the game uh, in general like with fortnite it feels like uh fortnite's peak already passed like remember yeah, when sure. they would do it when they would do concerts and all of that or like that they would announce the crossovers and all that it's like it feels like that time has passed so epic makes it weird uh like uh, a weird case for this list because i'm more yeah. impressed by what they're providing developers more than actual game king that so, is true that so is yeah. true it is very murky um but man i'm trying okay so okay i think now to just answer his question though uh -huh. um to we have to think about what is the best games even if there's only been one of those games mm -hmm. since since 2020 i think it's the best way to look at it right Mm -hmm. so i you know like we have currently we have insomniac because of their uh -huh. workhorse capcom yeah. because their workhorse nintendo for the same reason and for software because of the same reason yeah and but so out of these last two spots we probably should put 
two games that are probably the highest of quality did. Yeah, and art. the thing is that, and the thing is that, uh, from software deserves to be in that highest of quality thing because they only oh, yeah. put out one game this generation, yeah. so it's like they deserve to that, and it's more like current. Uh, and from that case, I would put Santa Monica, like just okay. based on because of the of the um, putting at least one game that's like super well, like super well, super well received, even though it's like not as like beloved even though it's still really liked like yeah. its previous one so and it's enough to the, say that they still have the same quality yeah they, they still it's like again it's like it proves that whenever they do their new ip it's like we're still in good hands because there's yeah. still like uh that that 2018 game was not a fluke so, yeah i i would say yeah that's enough of that's enough of a sample size to say that they're still they still have the same quality as god mm -hmm. war 2018 it's yeah. just like do you prefer that story and the pacing mm -hmm. more exactly. you know what i mean so, yeah, potato, potato. So it's yeah. like, I, I prefer the story and that intimateness of the 2018, uh, while still liking the spectacle and like the grandiose adventure of Ragnarok. So, okay, okay. But, so we have one last spot. Do you put, mm -hmm. okay, um, for our last spot, mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, based on what we've seen so far in this generation, Mm -hmm. Based on impact and and quality, I would probably nominate Larian. Larian, holy crap! Why did how did I not think about that? Larian deserves to be in this list. Yeah, yeah, I because would probably not I have be, because I have not uh, played Baldur's Gate three because it kind of I kind of was waiting for the PS five version and then Starfield happened. Uh -huh. I feel Larian deserves to be in this list for being showing that early access can be done well and showing the new like how far you can put uh, you, you can push a role-playing game yeah through storytelling and all that it's like uh, larian did for storytelling and rpgs what zelda and elden ring did for game design and open world gameplay exactly and and the thing is that larian alone like when they really uh, like the shrewdness of when they release their game really massively hit starfield mm -hmm. which had Starfield hit different for us, that's a conversation for a different time. Yeah, for sure. Like, I wish we could have been, I, I kind of wish that I could be like, Bethesda's back to be like, the deserves to be in these spots, but no, I can't that's put Larian. Him in there. I can't yeah. put him in there. I no, couldn't it put is Larian. No. It's Larian. Yeah, Larian deserves to be here. So I, I'm right there with you. Everything you said about Larian Studios, I'm right there on the money. I think this Boulder's Gate 3 is a fantastic, innovative dance amazing storytelling game a uh, game of with amazing storytelling and it's like it's it builds on itself in a way that i've never seen a video game do before so i'm like yeah i i think it deserves to be here so i think that's a good list uh yeah for three years for, as of, yeah for three years into the generation and on september 26 2023 when we're recording this whenever this goes post you'll know yeah. but uh but yeah it's like this at least i can think of this as the as the as the six currently yeah, based on where so. things are so i think so now so it's for, like so for everyone's information i'm gonna recap really quick and you got insomniac capcom mm -hmm. nintendo from software sony santa monica larian yeah. i think alejandro was just about to say before i rudely interrupted sorry alejandro uh -huh. um what is the order of these six that's where it gets really interesting so whew, what a why software it, on top yeah from software right now on top because it's like we see their influence literally everywhere yeah and and, and this is like i can't think of a, of a game of a studio that through their hustle like it now has, has become kind of like a de facto template of how many people design their games in combat 
and like and, and, and sometimes in like, just in general in design is like now it's like their 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 games have become a language <laughs> like a really powerful they language really that you see you see it in everywhere from jedi survivor earlier this year lies of p that came out last week uh and many god of war 2018 mm -hmm. is like clear inspirations even though it's not 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 even close in the difficulty department but it's just like a lot of that they prove that action games can work from that perspective and when you think of combat design and all that like from software it's absolutely the current king of yeah. this generation yeah i i i'm gonna nominate nintendo as number two what do you think yeah, yeah i 100% agree because it's like okay. they uh they have they, they have proven uh kind of like uh they're right now at the top of their game like they're still making the most out of the switch like tears of the kingdom this year alone uh like it's just neck to neck with Baldur's Gate three are the most critically beloved games of this year. Like yeah, they, not know, even they, close. they, it's like not even close. It's like they're 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 like at the top there, and it's like it just proves that uh, there's just something about Nintendo that I just can't wait to see whenever they finally revise their hardware next year, as we'll be hearing how they can like upgrade now that they like really run the run the juice out of that stone, and just an output alone is like I tell you, it's like this has been Nintendo their most responsible because previous generations where they've had hardware they have abandoned our hardware so significantly hard mm -hmm. that it's like it, it, they would famish their, their their fan base as they were moving into into a different generation this has been the first time where they're like at such peak power that they're putting out games whether they're for you or not it's like that's up completely up to you but yeah, they're definitely sure. making sure that they're like serving their fan base really well so I would say massive respect to Nintendo because they're like hanging up there, especially as, as Sony and Microsoft in this generation are still trying to get into a group. Like even though one of those two has actually put out games, yeah, it still feels like they still gotta kind of gotta get their group while the other one is still trying hard. Yeah, so. they're just learning how to swim at this point. Yeah, they're basically I... the healthiest of the three of the big three currently. Yeah. yeah, I think so. this is where you and I are going to debate. Insomniac yeah. or, or Capcom? I would probably put Insomniac 3, but... So... Woo! Or, you know, Santa, Sony Santa Monica or Larian Studios. I was actually I was actually going to say Larian. Oh, just the, wow. Just the, because we're talking about the quality of things. Uh, but I, again, like, like if, if we want at least... Uh, yeah, because I feel like Sony Santa Monica and Larian are that you put out like one game, but also Larian yeah. has been like, uh, you can also make the argument that slowly but surely Larian also pulled it from software. They're the Divinity Original Sin people. Yeah, that's true. If, and, and all of that. So they have been like doing the work to, to eventually like get to Baldur's Gate that hit in this moment. But again, it's like, I feel like I also want to eat something in Capcom. Game, yeah, yeah, it's only one game. So. Yeah, I, I, let's, I feel Larian would be like a, a number five spot if we would have to like give it that. I, I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. I will. Um, I I agree with that because I think yeah. it, I think its long term impact is going to be bigger mm -hmm. than Ragnarok's. Impact. Ragnarok. Oh yes, we already see like Ragnarok has like no conversation this year, so at no. least that's how we know that. Um, and and as I much as we Ragnarok, like that game, yeah, yeah, as much as we like it, but it's like it's different. Like the conversation is definitely way different to, than twenty eighteen that felt very influential. Yeah. So. so I would probably say, um, yeah, Firm Software, Nintendo, Insomniac, Capcom, Larian Studio, then Sony Santa Monica. You know what? I think I agree with that list because uh, the like thing that. is, yeah, because uh, how I can kind of like put it out there is like Capcom release Exo Primal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <that's> true. <laughs> even though I said it's like, it's fine, not bad, yeah. but it's kind of, but, but it, it, it's like they have had such a great output overall, but it's like Insomniac has not missed also. 
and, and, and their upper, like at least when we're looking at them currently. So, and also it's just the fact that Capcom is like supporting, like they're hustling, supporting all developers. Insomniac is carrying the PS5 generation on their freaking backs. Like yeah. that scene from Spider-Man Homecoming, the help, yeah. Like that, that, yeah, which is, which is, it was inspired by a similar moment in the comics. Oh, like Spider-Man carrying like the rubble and all that. It's like, that is Insomniac. And it's the fact that they're able to like put out already four and going to be five games by the time, like by this time next year, potentially. Unless Wolverine is like more far, like hold on, far hold up on. than we think. Hold on, can I? I think I, I think I just thought of something, and it just it's a brain fart here. Mm -hmm. I hate doing this because I, you know, I love God of War Ragnarok. Uh huh. But I might, I might do a last minute nomination to take it off the list completely for a nominee that I hadn't even thought, thought of. of. Okay, let me hear it because I want to see if I. Ryu Guy Gatuku. God damn it. The, yes, the uh, the Yakuza people. The Yakuza Studios. Yes. They are it, doing work right now. Yeah. They're doing they're they're doing work. And if we're perfectly honest, more excitement I've seen around those games than I ever saw Ragnarok. Ever seen. So like yes. for the people listening, they did um since 2020, they did Yakuza Like a Dragon, Judgment Remastered, Virtual Fighter uh, Fighter 5 Ultimate. Lost Showdown. Judgment. Lost Judgment, Super Monkey Ball, a Banana Mania, Like mm -hmm. a Dragon Ishin is, and then Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who because, uh, it's upcoming, and then also uh, what's uh, Like a Dragon Eight that they've got a new subtitle that's coming for. Oh, that's Infinite Wealth. You're talking about yeah. next year? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's coming early next year. So basically, the sequel to Like a Dragon. Oh, you know I'm gonna be there day one in where like somewhere. But mm -hmm. yeah, I I think uh, I think like Like a Dragon been putting out some games, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, it does. At least if we're talking on output, it's like, again, like Sony Santa Monica needs to prove more, like, because it's only one game and everyone else is putting out more and Like a Dragon is proving them, it's proving itself as like a really top tier JRPG franchise. Do like, we it's, it's like swap positions there? I think, I'd, again, because my love for Ragnarok is not the same as 2018, I feel I would be down to swap it. As of right now, again, a future list revision when they put out more and see if they still got it could like put them in but, oh my goodness yeah. i can't believe i'm i'm saying this but like oh goodness because hold yeah. on hold on hold on like i'm oh, man this is this is crazy right like yeah. oh no, no it is it, it absolutely is but it's like <laughs> that's where currently the generation is at, as of this moment and uh ragnarok is one of the better games that have come out this year it's just not gonna be a game that is gonna be as remembered as its progenitor because it's like the game changer happened already. Ragnarok has not changed. Uh, they, they didn't change anything. It was just more of the same. And uh, what re -re uh, what the Jakusa people have been doing has been like on top of evolving the Jakusa series. They have like made it like a main, a more of a mainstream hit, and and kind of like one of the few more like stronger contenders for like JRPGs, like legit. And especially at a time where the jrpg is kind of like falling falling off other than uh, you see like your octopath travelers uh, the final fantasy pixel remasters that came out also uh it's like that's that is a genre that's like other than atlas which we're still waiting on persona 6 there's that other that persona looking uh, jrpg that they announced uh, the xbox thing that i forgot the name already man it, it starts with an m I'm trying to remember the name. I completely forgot it. The, by uh, Atlas? 
by Atlas, yeah. The long, the stupidly long one? Uh, yeah, it's coming next year. Uh huh. Yeah, remember when it was at the Xbox showcase? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, what was that game? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a name that completely has escaped me. I know it's, it's like, um, it's not Megami Tensai, it's not that no, one. No. It is the, um, what is that long one? It's Metaphor Refantasia. Metaphor, yeah, 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 Metaphor Refantasia, yeah, that one. It's the fantasy or the fantasy style persona game. Um, yeah, that looks really cool, by the way. Yeah, because and and why I wouldn't put Atlas here is because like as if they also what have you done for me lately kind of thing. The only thing that they've done lately is just port Persona three, four, and five. Yeah, that's not where. Yeah, yeah, it's like since like twenty twenty when they when they put up Persona five Royal. So it's like, the, yeah, I feel like the the Jakusa people deserve a little bit more respect what they're doing for both Sega and like for Japanese uh, centric games. Yeah, um, yeah. that's a good that's a good point, man. It is it is. Oh, we have we're hitting a territory. So I was like, whoa, man, that's that's almost crazy to think about, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's kind of like the changing tides, uh, the, the changing water tides of video games sometimes where last year's king will be next year's servant. Yeah, like, that's true. It, it can happen. It, it can happen like that. And, and, and that's what's funny, like uh. Sony Santa Monica last year, like in 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 the PS4 Xbox One generations, and no one ever thought they could be like top tier again. Like especially after 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 Ascension in 2018, that's when it fully hit. Insomniac yeah. was like disrespected for so long, like during that generation, and then now with this one, they're proving their metal. So it's like everyone's got their moment to shine, and I feel that's kind of healthy. Uh, it's also something's kind of sad, especially if you really loved. Uh, Especially like when we look at Daddy's Drake's list, where he listed mm -hmm. Rocksteady, uh, Bioware, and Bethesda, it's like those studios don't feel they have the strength they used to be. They used to no. And with no. and with Bethesda, now we we're talking currently, it's like we beat Starfield. I don't think Starfield is that great. It's good, no. but no, it's like it's, it's not. All it's, right. It, yeah, it's like it's it's a really good game. It's just not what gave them the reputation for, like. The Skyrim, when they were, they're yeah. not the Skyrim people yet. Some people will try to argue hard for that, but I'm like, nah, sorry. Like, I'm currently playing Phantom Liberty. And that's the thing, like, right now, like, I would I would want to try to keep City Pride Red, especially right now where Cyberpunk is, but I feel like other studios have, like, they're, like, basically, they have just rescued their game. Yeah. That's exactly. way different. That's way different than actually, like, doing more. Like, it'll be interesting to see, like, when the Cyberpunk sequel or the next Witcher game start coming out. That would be like if that um, if those hit, then they could like re-enter the conversation. Of who are the kings? Yeah, um, and if uh, Rockstar shows up, like Rockstar disappeared because they haven't put out anything other than re-releasing GTA Five and the freaking remasters for GTA Trilogy were such a disaster. Put them backwards. Yeah, <laughs> they pushed them backwards. Um, yeah. so you got Ryu guy got to go. Um, yeah, got to go Studios, but then R R like, yeah R R G uh, I think is a the name. Is it is that how you they say it? Yeah, RG. Yeah, RG. Yeah. Okay, RG. Um, yeah. Then what about? Do we forget about Sega? Sega is different because it's like um, under Sega, it's Sonic Frontiers, which I like a lot, but it's a good not, game. Uh, yeah, you can hit hit me without it. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just that they haven't been doing much. It's like what defines Sega is both Atlas and R, R and RG. They're studios yeah. under their umbrella. Yeah, Atlas right now is in the. Um, 
it's in the yeah what have you done for me lately you have done you haven't done much but i can't wait to hear what you do next year yeah uh, and might be okay but exactly so but rg feels like they have been proving especially like like a dragon hitting when it did right at the advent of this generation felt like a nice shift uh perspective uh, like, like a perspective shift for this series and are, are we putting some disrespect towards monolith software the team that Ooh, did xenoblade because oh, they got man. xenoblade definitive edition in 2020 and then yeah, they got and then xenoblade 3 is in 2022 so i'm cheating here yeah. they're already getting the respect it's called nintendo yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so it's like they fall they, they fall under the, the nintendo uh, umbrella the, umbrella so that helps prop them up <laughs> i get what you mean I get because you mean. i heard the dlc for xenoblade 3 this year it's fantastic yeah. also that's what so, i'm hearing so that's what okay. it's like i was trying to make sure we didn't disrespect anyone by like oh yes oh yeah but again, like we we can leave them the the, the honorable mentions too. Yeah, yeah, and and then honorable mentions like we we have Gorilla, we have Santa Monica, and we have uh, Square Enix CVU three. There. Yeah, but I would say our uh, Ryuga Gotoku, uh, Gotoku Studio deserves to be in the current Kings. Like, to me personally, yeah. unless we find something else. Like, do we think? Um, do we think if we were if we recorded this like? And I don't know. I don't think it would have mattered because, like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if we recorded this a month later, would everything change? But they had, like, Teen the Ninja. Only th yeah. And, and because I'm trying to think, uh, maybe Remedy would be a good question, but Remedy also released Crossfire. So it's yeah, like, no, no, so they, it's like they, that, they, but, yeah. <laughs> that was three out like of Tia territory. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but Alan Wake 2 looks really amazing, uh, yeah. especially everything that I've been seeing, and especially because the first Alan Wake was really good too. So, uh, again, it's like that's this is such a weird generation because yeah. like it, it's like previous kings are like dealing with like some setbacks. There's been development setbacks, so it's like a lot of the output that you expect has not been there yet. So this has just been a really and and then like when I think of something like you, because you put a parameter of like if maybe we can expand mm. for another year, like uh, let's say 2019. Where does that put respawn? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. But then, like, I have to be perfectly honest with myself. Like, I love both Jedi games; they're technical messes. Janky, I, uh, jank, janky AF. And I really, really enjoyed uh, Jedi Survivor this year. Uh, the story, it's all really great. Like, really great moments. Love the combat and all that. But it's like it's just missing that extra bit of polish. That re-experiencing it when they patched the 60 frames mode recently. After seeing all the games that came out afterwards, real exposed it for me. I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Yeah, it's like this don't hang now." And no. That's not. It, it, it's it, this doesn't hang, and I thought it could. I wanted it to hang because I felt uh, Jedi Fallen Order, especially in the year that it came out, was I enjoyed it more than many of the games that were actually nominated, and it just and I think that I enjoyed it, especially as the first proof of concept that respawn the first person shooter studio could do that. Yeah. Similar to Guerrilla going from Kilson to to uh to Horizon. And it's so funny, like Respawn and both Guerrilla now sit at the table. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> together, especially this year <laughs> of the that's, ignored games. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, uh yeah. Um man, it's this is insane because I was thinking, I was just like is yeah, if this list is weird compared to like well, how obvious it was in the other ones. Yeah, There's like more sure. nuance. There's and again, it's like all oh, because of the kind of generation this has been. Like, yeah, it's such a weird like. 
because like legitimately if one game if one game wouldn't have been like a flop super massive games could have been on this list yeah and it's so sad and it's unfortunate because <laughs> they've been putting out they've been putting out like a lot of different games lately too mm -hmm. and then like yeah. yeah not critical successes but it's like they're fine the super massive like the the dark pictures games you're talking so. yeah sometimes all you gotta do is be a workhorse at this point and put out a lot of them that are just quality super giant with hades but when wait when hades 2020 that was 2020 yeah if we, if we put it like the yeah uh... i love i love hades this will probably be one of my top five favorite games of all time but yeah. i'm like <laughs> yeah hades cool. just coming so yeah. that they're they're in the when we revisit this list when hades yeah. 2 shows up we'll see but Again, another super high quality stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. House Mark is right there too with high quality stuff. I mean, Returnal yeah, with Return, was really yeah, good. Yeah, Re yeah, Returnal was like a good proof of that that they could move away from twin twin six shooters into mm -hmm. more triple A stuff, but keeping their spirit, their arcade spirit. That yeah, was like sure. the, that. That was the most fun I had with a game in twenty twenty one. Then when yeah. I think of other twenty twenty one games, uh, Kina Breach of Spirits, I really loved. I love King uh, of Bridge of Spirits as well. It was like it was like man, an indie game that combines God of War, Breath of the Wild, uh uh it's like Dark Souls mechanics all together and looking like it did. And it's, it's such a like a pleasing look. That was my second favorite thing from that year. Uh the Guardians of the Galaxy game, I really like that story, not so much the gameplay. Uh I like both. I I, I like both. I'm I'm a fan yeah, of that the, game. Yeah, the thing is that the story carried me through strongly because like, mm. the, the gameplay ran out of steam, but the story kept pulling me. Like the story just kept getting better yeah. and better. But uh, gameplay wise, I had to like go modify like the damage outputs, not putting any so, so, so I could like get faster through the combat sections. But that story was immaculate. I really loved the, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, story and uh, Hitman Three. I, I feel like I, I O. Yeah, yeah. I I is another one that they built the reputation in the PS4, Xbox One generation that they hit their perfect zenith, and around the time and Hitman Three hit fits over here. Yeah, Hitman Three was my game of the year in 2021. That was my, my favorite one. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, because it was the data and Guardians, and then it's like uh, because Hitman Three delivered on everything I was attempting to do, and I was like a big stealth lover, and I needed that in my life, so. So it was like kind of like Guardians was like didn't hit all my all my beats that I wanted, but the story I love. That's why it was my second favorite game that year. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Hitman Three, and then them re-releasing it with the World of Assassination thing that now like packages it all together and makes it like a one complete package now, like putting one, two, and three into just one. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel they deserve to be an honorable mention. Shout out to Bandai Namco as well. Yeah, that one's interesting because it's like. Um, Bandai Namco has from software uh, yeah. not under quite under them because it's like they don't own from software, uh, but they work directly with them. So it's like it's, it's like it, a partnership, it, it's, right? It, it's like a partnership, right? a publishing partnership. So uh, that's Scarlet Nexus and Tales Scarlet of Arise. Right? Tales of Arise, yeah, and the DLC for Tales of Arise coming soon. And then so, Tekken next year. Yeah, so it's like they put it. They're putting out stuff. I feel like they deserve. Uh, not quite king territory yeah yeah an honorable mention so i think i i think our list of fromsoft nintendo insomnia capcom larian and rg that's a good I, list i i feel like they're a, a good current list of where things are in 2023 yeah so. i think that's a good list uh everyone thank you for listening to us you know 
just hammer hammer in on um, Daddy Drake's yeah. question here. Dad, Daddy Drake, thank you so much for sending the question. Everyone, like I said earlier in the episode, if you want to send your questions, you can do so at the pronerreport.com, um, like comment section, or you can just hit us up at the single player experience Discord server. It, uh, the link to the both of those will be in the description of this episode. Alejandro, um, I know it's been a long episode, but if you can bear with me for about five to ten more minutes, oh, yeah. we have one last thing. And it starts with a question, and that question is, are you ready? Because it is time for our pro nerd trivia portion of our show, where we ask Ooh. our esteemed guests five different nerdy-centric questions. I want to I hear them. Can we <laughs> and we see yeah. if he can answer all five questions. If he gets all five correct, he enters our pro nerd hall of fame. As of this recording right now, we have only two entrants into the hall of fame out of what is this episode 200 something uh, yeah mm -hmm. we, and with several different guests across all the boards we've had hundreds of different guests but we've only had two get all five questions correct oh man that's a lot a lot, a lot of pressure for me <laughs> it is but it's so yeah. much fun all right mm -hmm. here we go uh, alejandro are you ready yeah all right our first category is in the world of or should i say the galaxy far far away it is star okay. wars all right. It is Star Wars trivia questions. All right, Alejandro, brace yourself because this one might be a doozy. All right. Who, or should I say, yeah, I guess this is a good question. Who acted as Queen Amidala's decoy? Oh, yeah. Kira Knightley. What was the character's name? Do you remember? Right. That's what we're looking for. Who acted oh. as Queen Amidala's decoy? decoy you could also you can also say her role yeah uh because i know it was kira knightley mm -hmm. acting as decoy for natalie portman mm -hmm. uh because i'm trying to remember like the scene she was like no i'm the queen this was my decoy yes uh, do you remember what you could say either her name or what was her technical term not just decoy but what was her or like profession double no i don't think it was double no man it's like this it this stumped me yeah <laughs> i know the actor and what it is but i don't remember like the the term so yeah i missed out on hall of fame <laughs> it's okay it's okay yeah. the correct answer was her handmaid to be her Sabi, handmaid I knew, I, yeah i knew there was an s because because i was like but I remember there's Sabine Ren, so it's different. So, it's so because, confusing because uh -huh. they use some of the same sort of name terminology. Uh -huh. and yeah, all so that. that that because I was about to say Sabine, but I kind of got stunned because of Ahsoka right now. So yeah, it, yeah, it, it makes you think of um, Rebels as well too. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, her handmaiden was also an, a, like an acceptable answer for that question. Mm -hmm. Moving yeah. on to uh, like question number two, that would be the the universe known as pokemon oh yeah i'm gonna bomb this okay <laughs> i want to hear it i want to hear it <laughs> all right in pokemon the first generation which pokemon evolves to well i it, i guess let me read it like this because i don't like the wording of that one <laughs> in the pokemon first generation there is a pokemon that evolves in, as a third generation, as a third evolution of the of which of Weedle, Kakuna. What is the name of the final evolution of Weedle? Butterfly. 
that is incorrect, sir. Butterfree oh. is uh, is Caterpie Metapod oh, okay. than oh, Butterfree. Okay. Kakuna, yeah. I mean Weedle, Kakuna, and then Beedrill. Oh, Beedrill. Yeah, Beedrill. <laughs> it was the B version. Mm -hmm. Um, our next category is in. Oh, this is a good one here. It is our cat action movie category. Action movie category. I okay. like this one. It could, it just expands across all sorts of different kind of action movies. I like this question because it, it lets us know what kind of action movie guy you are. Mm -hmm. All right. Which action, which actor feels the need, the need for speed in Top Gun? What actor feels the need, the need for speed in the movie Top Gun? Uh, not Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise is the correct answer, oh, sir. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom yeah. Cruise is the oh, yes. correct answer. At least I got one. <laughs> yes. These questions are hard, man. They're doozy. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, wait, because it's in Need for Speed. I said, was it the Goose actor? But I was like, no. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> Top Gun. It is a doozy, Excellent man. Excellent movie. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, it really is a good one. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Our next category is in the realm Oof. of... 2020 video games oh, okay 2020 video games which renowned 2020 video game had several different um stars of renowned but was also hit as a critical failure due to its enormous performance issues uh cyberpunk that is absolutely correct mm -hmm. sir you are two for two currently yeah as all right so our last category, we get, we're going to give you a choice between category A or category B. You get to choose your own fate. Alejandro, which one are you going to choose? Ooh, it's a blind fate. I'll go with B. B. The B is in the realm of Nintendo trivia. Nintendo okay. trivia. Let's see if my Nintendo... How, <laughs> how, how um, confident are you in this category? It depends because I'm a very nostalgia Nintendo uh, player but modern nintendo is more of a blind spot so we'll see how that goes okay gotcha gotcha all right this one is a very weird question all right which pro baseball team did nintendo become a majority owner of in 1992 yeah nintendo spent a hundred million dollars to dip his toes into a very different type of game holy crap which pro baseball team did Nintendo become a majority owner of in 1992? Maybe one in Seattle, probably, but... That is uh, absolutely the correct answer. It was the Seattle Mariners. It yeah. was the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> yeah, I fear because it's like Nintendo is in Seattle. So yeah. that's why I was like, yeah. That is absolutely oh, man, the correct yeah. answer. I'll take it three out of five. <laughs> that is absolutely the I correct did okay. Answer. Three out of five is pretty good. That, that's yeah. pretty good, like... We've historically speaking, like three out of five is, you know, like the average or, or not a little bit above average. About, you know, that okay, two, yeah. out of, two out of five, I would probably say is our average okay. nowadays. I'll, I'll I'll take being above that, even though I yeah. missed an obvious one. Uh, yeah. Even though I had the name, yeah, but I was like, oh, no, that was Sveen Red. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, you had the, the actress name correctly. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just that that other part. It was a mm -hmm. little bit of hectic. Would you like to see the road not taken, by the way? Yes, you... I yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah, just uh... okay. So the road not taken in cat your category would have been Lord of the Rings. Ooh, I want to hear the question, even if it doesn't count. 
Okay. So, All right. Honestly. Lord of the Rings. This was a hard one. This is mm-hmm. uh, uh, statistically speaking, this is our second lowest category of like actual like um except like correct answers. All right. So how do the not do the Nazgul track Frodo and company? Uh, through the one ring of power or through the uh the stab yes they are drawn to to them through the ring yeah yes mm-hmm. yes also acceptable answer is they can sniff him out they are the hor- their horses see them in the daylight as well mm. oh yeah they went with the fellowship yeah man i want to watch a movie again now it's good it's so good i freaking love lord of the rings it's so good love it but man yeah i'm I'm so glad that was your your question because like i just refreshed the little trivia thing and like Uh it says like the other question you would have gotten would have been what is frodo's undershirt made out of mithril yeah that's absolutely correct this (laughs) this is your category man yeah I love Lord of Rings. Yeah. Yeah. The things I love Star Wars too, but you got me with the very, uh, very, um, like, minutia that I it is. It is. It is. Like, if I, like, I can click on the Star Wars category right now. And, like, I want to hear another one to see if I get it. Okay. I I already know that I got a three out of five, but I want to keep testing that. Okay. Test the knowledge a little bit. All right. All right. So, because I want to hear how deep it goes. (laughs) Because obviously, Star, Star Wars lore is like so impenetrable now because there's so much of it. So. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, all right. What is Kylo Ren's birth name? Is it is oh. refreshing the question? Ah, oh, Ben Solo. Ben Solo. All right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. All right. Re, re, I'll refresh it again to, to kind of yeah. give you like a, uh-huh. another another like kind of Man, the, the gauge. gap uh, the, the gauge between between like what was the name of like of of, of Queen Amidala's like. Uh, which, the role of her decoy yeah. to, yeah, to which ben character Solo. did leia make uh, make as acting general um that was from the last jedi right if i'm trying to remember uh grand admiral holdo the answer would be the answer is poe oh poe dameron dameron is that how you yeah, pronounce Poe Dam- poe dameron yeah dameron yeah yeah, that's that sounds doesn't sound right because it was like uh, in it's Last like, Jedi she demoted him and then after she, when she go, go, goes into like coma, that chick was like the, yeah the next one in command is Vice Admiral Holdo. So yeah, hold on. I remember. It says there. It says um, let's see who she oh. demoted. Yeah, Poe. <laughs> yeah, so. hold on. Let me see. It has. All right. It has. So Leia once again um, took up a military role here, and then uh-huh. it says, "Looks like there are two time frames where he was mm-hmm. he was promoted, then demoted, and then yeah. there's also an acceptable answer of um, General Organa later." So okay. I think it's just two different stages in the time. Yeah. So we never see him be promoted, uh-huh. but we see him get demoted. Yeah. So that is, is like the weirdness that happens with Star Wars, where so much storytelling has been left to the comics and books. Yeah, that's so. that's good. Well, okay, let's refresh and do one last yeah, one. Yeah, one more. To get, to get a good gauge of like where the questions kind of go here. Uh-huh. Um, 
what is the name of the female member of the the female member of the Jedi High Council who is of the same species as Yoda? What Yaddle. is Yaddle. Yaddle. <laughs> yeah, Yaddle. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I guess it kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the Star Wars one feels like very like uh, it, that. That was gonna stump a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> so. but the 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 funny thing is, is like our that's like our third most answered category because like mm -hmm. our sick our first like least amount of like answered category would be like um what was it star trek oh yeah no if you hit me with a star trek question that's an automatic zero for me no nah, it's star <laughs> trek is our least one yeah. uh but one of the people who got five out of five like he won it off a of star trek question yeah <laughs> that you need to be a trekkie to be able to, to enter the hall of fame <laughs> yeah not necessarily because like um the other one who did like he he got, I think, okay, so he had a PlayStation question, a Nintendo question, a, let's see, let me look at the log here, PlayStation, Nintendo, a Harry Potter question, a... Yeah, Harry a, Potter would be another blind spot. For action me, movie I've seen the movie. James Bond is, oh. like, what's his five. Man, the James Bond one has 50 years worth of trivia on that one, so... Yeah, that, that one's tough, too. That mm -hmm. one's tough, too. But it's, like, I think his question was something like... um what who is the inventor that always helps out james bond i think it was something oh, to that nature i think yeah, it's q, q right yeah yeah q yeah so i'm like it's very i think james bond is a little more surface level than star mm -hmm. wars yeah that's what's so funny is like uh james bond is 50 years old has yeah. all these movies but it's like uh, it's they're so simple and digestible that it's kind of easy to at least try to catch a few mm -hmm. it's just it's so hard to be able to see all of them because they're all so spread out they're not all available at once Alejandro, before we go, I got one last assignment for you. Can you give everyone your um, single-player video game recommendation, and then can you also give them a movie recommendation? So, for single-player recommendation, I'm actually going to go very old school. Okay. So, uh, in 2021, Square Enix released, uh, for both PC and mobile, the, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, that collection for... Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, which originally came out on Super Nintendo and had not been re-releasing Game Boy at times, but they were not modernly available. Then this year, they came out on P both PS4 and Switch. Okay. Uh, the Pixel Remaster collection overall is like $75, but I want to recommend one of those games. They can all be purchased separately, and I'm going to recommend Final Fantasy 6. Okay, Final I Fantasy like VI originally released in America in 1994 as Final Fantasy III is, bar none, the greatest Japanese role-playing game I've ever played. And I wow. played it this year. It is a, it, it, it has the most beautiful soundtrack of a JRPG that I can think of that I hum often. It's like the, the, the sprawling adventure of the 14 characters that you go through as you go against that. Uh, the empire the gestalt empire and the jokerish uh kafka like takes you through like this sprawling adventure of highs and lows that deals with incredible subject matter that is insane that they were dealing with in 1994 and if you want to hear if you want to see some of the origins of some of the conceit of something like the legend of zelda breath of the wild like the age of calamity or something like that mm -hmm. the, the the guy that made that scenario made the scenario for final fantasy 6 and you notice and you'll notice that when you get there it's like it's has so many iconic moments and it's always been declared the greatest final fantasy game ever me playing it for the first time in 2023 through a pixel remasters i see why it's like it's an excellent jrpg that when it like when it all clicks it's like it's there's 
it's magic. It's, it's, a, it's a magical time. Like I tell you, Final Fantasy VI is amazing. So okay. I highly recommend that one. All right, everyone. Um, I think it's available on all platforms, right? Uh, it's now on PC, mobile, Switch, and PS4. The Xbox kind of it's SOL on that one as of okay. right now. So. Okay. And it's available for eighteen bucks if you That's just want to play. Wrong. If you want to play six, and the best part about every Final Fantasy game, they're all standalone. You don't okay. need to have played any of the. Uh, I I bought the Pixel Remaster with my buddy Paul. We split the we, we split it, and I finished Final Fantasy one, four, and six, which in America would have been one, two, and three. So I still haven't played like the other ones, but uh, six has been like living rent free in my mind. I tell okay. People, it's like it's and then just as an honorable mention, like if you're interested in what you've been seeing of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, even with its dated looks, I played the original Final Fantasy VII this year. It mostly held up. If you can get away from, if you can move on from its polygonal look, it's still like there's a reason why that game is very seminal. And if you want to understand the things that you're looking at, appreciating the work Square Enix is doing that they that they did already for Final Fantasy Remake and now with Rebirth upcoming, definitely give it a shot. Those are like my two recommendations right now. Like, All right, unique Every, ones. Everyone, those are really good recommendations. Definitely go check those. Um, definitely check out Final Fantasy VI and check out the collection. The collections are absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. Visually, is stunning. Absolutely mm -hmm. stunning. Um, yeah, perfect pixel art. The pixel art is perfect. Like it just holds up so well. So. Alejandro, what about your movie? Give me your movies and then the movie recommendation, and then tell me where can the good people find you? Yeah, um, for movie recommendation, uh, I know I didn't see this in theaters. I just watched it recently. I rented it. It's on Amazon now. I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Pretty good. So I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. The thing is that uh, it was gonna be hard. It's like this nostalgia movies that are like sequels long after. The original run are never gonna hit the highs but i feel like me that i love the indiana jones franchise uh well action wise i feel like it lacks a little bit of the energy from the old ones i did like the emotional uh kind of like the emotional impact of knowing that that was the end for harrison ford's air uh tenure as indiana jones and i feel like it's in those moments where i feel like that movie uh hits really well and uh while it's not as outlandish as K kingdom of the crystal skull in 2008 I think it's definitely more fun movie than this one. Okay. I would say that at least at least this one tries to hit the spirit of the originals more than the, th that other one, and I like where it left it off. And I love that. I'd be so, so it does like, as new movies go. That's the last one. But if not, go watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still it's probably still in theaters. It's still All a right. magical magical moment in the theater. And where can people find me at Twitter X? at a underscore drosegovia you can find me on both instagram and threads as all hundred segovia 93 and you can find my current written content at seasongaming.com and some of my old content and my own blog thecriticalcorner.com i recently reviewed uh payday 3 as my latest review so whoop, whoop. you can go check that out everyone go check that out the links to all those will be in the description below give the boy a follow also go check out his ring content and for me i think i'm just going to recommend that y'all play um sea of stars is pretty dope so definitely go check mm -hmm. that out i'm gonna do another pixel uh, pixel like game and then i was surprised at how much i enjoyed gran turismo recently you could definitely the movie. Yeah. yeah i was really surprised mm -hmm. it, it, i i think yeah. it's I can see why critics gave that like a six out of ten type of style, but like yeah, because I, it, because it's like a really good movie hampered by a lot of product placement, right? It's like it's yeah. started selling a lot on PlayStation, so yeah. But it also it feels like a like a coming of age teen movie in a lot of ways too. That I, mm -hmm. I for some reason I'm a sucker for that kind of genre. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. 
So I'm like, yeah, I, I like it, but um, I. But for like beta it. game, but for beta game adaptation, it's a surprising one. It's already a month old, but Twisted Metal. Oh, I love me some Twisted Metal. <laughs> love me. It was a fun one. I had no business being as good as it was because every it, it looked like it was gonna be terrible. But no, it's a fun time. I would. I want a new season for that tomorrow. Like I want that so bad. I love mm -hmm. that. Love the yeah. first season of Twisted Metal. Yeah, I, I hope love we get. Oh, what? Go ahead. Yeah, I hope we get a renewal here soon because now that the strikes are like finally easing off. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully so. Hopefully so. Everyone, thank you so much. You already know where you can find your boy. If you didn't, you can find me in the in the description of this episode where where you can find all of our links, our bios, our written content links, and all that kind of stuff, and our contact page, so you too can write in just like our creative guy daddy drake did earlier this uh, earlier for this episode if you th can think of a subject for this episode do not shy away because i will probably do that episode and i'll probably enlist um a dope creators like alejandro here to help me out and and talk through it with me so if you like what you hear also leave a nice like and review it really helps the content grow in the meanwhile i've been sebastian that's been alejandro and enjoy uh well he says press x to get yeah. to play. They, that's what they do over there at the x button podcast yeah. definitely go check them out and you you can find me over there from time to time as well they are an yeah. amazing duo Alejandro possibly pretty soon possibly oh, pretty yeah. soon for sebastian so for sure for sure so definitely go check them out as well again linked in the bio down below but in the meanwhile i've been uh, sebastian that's been alejandro and stay safe stay gaming and enjoy that single player experience bye everyone hasta la vista, baby. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Alejandro Segovia for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the single player experience discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!